Hey there, I'm Judy Kroon, Canada's keynote humorist. Welcome to another episode of Laugh Long and Prosper Shelf Help with a Smile. And it's Friday, that means it is time for Psychic Friday. I'm so lucky because I get an opportunity to chat with Mark Hamilton. Mark is the olive reader. He is a psychic medium and uh, he has written a fantastic book, What the F, The Life of a Medium. This book is going to be coming out soon. It is basically a hands-on if you too want to learn how to be a medium. Mark stresses that anybody can do this. Uh, I am one of three people, including Mark, who has had an opportunity to read the book. I'm not going to brag, but the other person was Oprah. Okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. But there was one other person. Uh, so, but it is coming out soon, and I am fascinated. Uh, Mark really wants to get across the point that anybody can do this. Anybody can connect to the spirit world. Like I said, these are fantastic takeaways. I, I haven't seen it laid out this way before. So uh, I'm very excited to continue our conversation. And also, Mark, uh, the last time we were chatting, you were talking about because I know there's a whole group of people who go, wait a second, I am Catholic, or I'm Buddhist, or I'm uh, Jewish, or, or and, and this contradicts you know, delving into the spiritual world contradicts my religion. So what do you say to those people? Thank you for having me back. Thank you. Um, I, I kind of, with spirituality and religion, I do believe spirituality and religion can run side by side. I do believe if you look, we all as people are judgmental. Every one of us has a judgment, whether it be someone going you know, you're looking at someone's cart in a grocery store, whether you're looking at someone in the street, whether you judge someone for their religion. You know, I I struggle a lot with people that are very closed because of their religious beliefs, because they miss a whole portion of how spirituality works, because most religions believe in heaven, and so do I. Most, most lots of lots of religions you know there is this talk about past lives and stuff like that if you look at different religions you know so do i we 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 have a similarity in our thought processes but spirituality for me is is fluid spirituality for me isn't a fixed thing and i've i've spoken to many people as in the last week i was just i i ended up doing a zoom reading with someone starting in Mississauga, but we ended up calling Israel. So we ended up having this three hour conversation um, with a lady who'd lost her husband in Israel. And she only speaks um, Hebrew. So it was this most amazing way. And she, she in her faith had thought it was A, B and C. At the end of the conversation, she said to me, I get it. She said, I thought it was like too, too narrow. And she said, I now know my husband's with me. I now know when he's with me. So for her, it was this breakthrough that religion and spirituality can go side by side. I've met many priests. I've met, um, you know, I've met a nun. I was talking to a nun about spirituality and, you know, we all have different takes on it, but I do believe one thing that 
we you know that uh, links us all is we're all human we're all having a human experience and just be open to something i don't ask people to all become mediums because i would say to you not everyone would want to become a medium but i would just say i would love you to know if you say you know what i learned from mark as an example that my dad in heaven is watching me he's around me he sees this he's seen that how cool is that because that for me is the the basis of spirituality you know people worry about say suicide when someone has passed from suicide they're still in heaven there is no judgment in heaven the only people that judge are us so we are all equal we're all human having a human experience and we're all different and that is the joy of life we can all be different but i would say we have to work together to heal each other and not criticize one another because we you know if we criticize what are we really learning <laughs> you know what are we really learning exactly exactly you know mark i was so excited to get into the interview with you i didn't give folks the opportunity to listen to your bio uh because i'm assuming they all heard last week's fantastic episode but if you are just joining us for uh this episode mark hamilton he is the olive reader he's been professionally seeing clients since march 2012. he is currently booked up until 2026 uh, since uh, in his in his career, really in a short career, he has seen over 29,000 clients. Um, he began his career working in social work and uh, as a, a parenting practitioner. He is a talented medium who relays information from friends and loved ones who have passed uh, passed into spirit. He has known about spirit from the age of seven in the form of premonitions and deja vu. Uh, if you'd like to reach Mark, you can reach him at uh, olivereaders.com. Um, Mark, what is the significance of seven years old? Because you say in your book, your brand new book that's going to be coming out soon, What the F, The Life of a Medium. Um, you say that children are more open to the spirit world and then slowly we become more, I suppose, skeptical and shut Thank off. You. So what happened for you at the age of seven? So with um, children, when er everyone is born with a spiritual gift, everyone is born with a spiritual gift. But um, I found in my experience and from what I've read, that up to the age of seven for most people, kids still have that purity. They believe in Santa Claus, they believe in this, they, and parents play along with it. So they have this bubble of purity. What happens after that is things like, no, that's not real, that's not real, that's not real. So it changes people's perceptions. So children will often say, oh, I see Papa over there. And the parent will say, no, Papa died. And the child is looking at the parent, mm. looking at Papa, and right. Papa's there waving at the child. And then the parent says, oh, no, 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 Papa, Papa passed away. He's in the stars, you know, mm -hmm. and they, they, they have this whole right. like story that they've created, you know, just look up and see Papa shining, you know, and this kid is looking at the parent going, well, I don't know what you're talking about, but Papa sat there. So I'll just talk to Papa here. I won't look at the stars. So right. but, but age seven, things change. For me, 
I didn't understand it, and I really didn't understand it. But things would happen that I saw. I saw people around, and I looked at people and thought, "Oh, that doesn't make sense." Or you I saw dead people. You saw dead I people. Saw dead people. Okay. Yeah, I saw dead people, and I had several experiences with my、um, deceased grandfather. He helped me. He's he's he he's one person that the only reason I'm here is because of him. You know, and because he's 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 helped me twice in my life, in dark places. I would say、mm-hmm. I was in a dark place because you know we all go through stuff like this. So, and he helped me be here. And he came. I was I was en- contemplating my life, and I was sat on a cliff, and I was going to jump off. And my dead grandpa sat next to me, and he said, "Boy, you've got more stuff to do. You need to stop this." How、and、old looked, were you? How old were you? And, so I was. Um, like seventeen、wow. at that point,、mm. and he said to me, and things had happened for years. Things had happened. Like there was a time where I was going to school, and I said to my mum, "Take me a different way," and she said, "Don't be stupid." And I ate a Kit Kat for breakfast, you know, a chocolate bar for breakfast, and that chocolate bar stopped me going in for surgery because that we had a car accident. They thought I damaged my neck、mm. because I'd had that chocolate bar. They 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 had time to ask my mum a question, which was, has he got any issues with his neck? And my mum said, yeah, he's got a missing like have a missing vertebrae. So they were like, oh, so all that they they were going to prep me for surgery that could have ended up me being you know hugely damaged and because they were going to fuse my neck. But because of that moment, that stopped it.、Hmm. My grandpa, when I was seventeen, my grandpa later as well, he stopped me because. He said he didn't tell me what he, he didn't tell me what I was going to do, and the spirit world are great with me for other people, but not for me. So if you think it's for me, I can sit here and say, "Oh, spirit, what should I do today?" And then spirit say to me, "Oh, we、well, do this." They do not. What spirit do is the spirit world have opened up doors for me to experience. So for me, at seven, things just started to happen. I didn't understand it. Then I worked with families. Things happened. I didn't understand it. Then I met my spouse, and I met my spouse when I was like 23. And、uh, we met and moved in together within two hours, and we've been together like nearly 20 years now. And it's I take that for spirit because spirit did something because we met in a nightclub, you know, we, we met in a really weird way. But we met in a really cool way. So, I I look at spirit has been guiding my life for many years, but I didn't realize it. You know, when you're and I, I use this example with some people. If you're driving, and you you're driving along the highway, and you get this overwhelming need to turn off, and you think, why? Why do I need to turn? But you do it, and then you find out later you just missed an accident. Mm-hmm. Or you know you get that thing of you know I must go and see my friend and you go and see them and then the day after they pass like it's an amazing way spirit will guide you to do stuff but it goes back to that trust and for you, me hmm, sorry sorry no but I want to I, I don't want to forget this because it's something really important that you said in your book and that is if you want to do this. You have to work it like a muscle. You have to practice, and you、yep. said something very practical, like,、uh, you know, just just practice. So if you're, for example, walking down the street,、yep. 
guess at what the first letter is or what yeah. number is in a license plate or yeah. guess what's going to be the sign on that house or it, it, it's play it's playing there's one i love it's called the traffic light game mm -hmm. so you say we're going down a long road with traffic lights you start to say to the spirit spirit thank you so much for always thank them thank you for helping me thank you for supporting me always give thanks mm -hmm. but then say please spirit could you get the traffic lights to be all green for me <laughs> i love it because i'm never late because it happens <laughs> you know that is just one way because remember part of opening up to spirituality is trusting your gut we mm -hmm. all have intuition so we have our gut intuition we have our heart and we have our head lots of people think with their heart and head they don't trust their gut when you trust your gut that's a big thing the biggest way to work with spirit is to ask and to practice so the grounding we talked about last week the the you know and people can ask if, if you know you haven't heard this before but to send me a message i'll tell you about grounding and bubbling we talked about you know cleansing ourselves and cleansing our space that's a part of it but it's trusting it it's trusting what you get so if you uh sat there and you and a thought comes in your head to call that your friend's going to call just make a note of it and then when and then if three minutes later your friend calls you just put a note my friend called me because lots of the living people need validation because lots of people think we're crazy you know where you go oh i can't do that or i can't think that it's like <laughs> meditation people will say to me to be spiritual you have to meditate for hours and hours and hours i would love to be able to meditate for hours and hours and hours i would love it i can meditate while i'm driving my eyes are open, mm -hmm. but I have the ability to clear the thoughts out of my head. But that's giving myself that minute, that two minutes, that three minutes to allow things to flow through me. It's stuff like that you have to do with yourself. You have to trust your thoughts. If you have a thought that you must go and do that, go and do it. There is a reason why you're being pushed for that because spirit is about trust and if you think about it in the simplest form for me i can be sat there if i've got you know as an example someone's dad here and i and i start overthinking it why why that who's that why 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 why, why? i'm never going to go anywhere with it i'm never going to trust it i just have to say okay i've got someone's dad here now let me figure out who that person is so it goes back to trust and all my mentoring students i i have these wonderful group of mentoring students that they I lecture them with the word trust the word trust is key to working and connecting to the spirit world and you can connect to the spirit world but not want to be a medium you can connect to the spirit world just because you want to connect for you you want to be able to know when things are around you when spirit are around you that's where like numbers come up you know like the 11s and the 111s, all your angels around with you. If you see number patterns a lot, trust it. What does it mean? Google it, grab a book, look at it. There's um, a, a book that I love. Um, it's called the, I, I always recommend books to people because books are a great way for people to start learning. But you know, there's a book called The uh, Pocket Guide to Spirit Animals. It's a great game to play with people that don't communicate. So you literally look at them the first animal that pops in your head, you read up what that animal is and that me it's for them. So as an example, you know, if I um, said to you, Judy, oh, it's a giraffe. 
you know mm-hmm. i would look up what a draft means and then it would be about you it would be about what's going on for you at the moment and i don't have to know the ins and outs of what's going on for you i'm just telling you that they showed me what's going on for you just by showing me an animal or a symbol of an animal the pocket guide to spirit animals i'll yes. make sure i include that in the link do you have any other books that you recommend um, yes, aside so, from your bestseller that's coming out <laughs> what the f so, the life of a medium <laughs> so there's two that i i recommend a lot to people and i have them here and it you know some people will say to me you know because remember this is not my first book either i've written another book that's that's a whole different thing but so this is a book it's called the psychic development for beginners that i recommend for people and intuition for beginners and they're just books that i recommend to people all the time because they are great practical exercises for people that want to connect um you know and i think if you if you knowledge is power if you and i always say with books my book isn't the best my book is me so you can look at my book and take the bits that resonate and leave the bits that don't and it's the same as every book read the book read the bits you 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 resonate to and you don't have to, it's not everything i say or everything that way i view it you have to view it you can view it in any which way you wish to view it i just want you to know that there is this resource out there that spirituality is so cool it's so varied and it's so much fun it's so much fun and it's you know you raised a really good point and you say this in the book as well so if you don't want to be a medium just getting in touch for yourself but i think one of your overriding themes if this gives anybody you know just going back to what you said off the top if you are uh if you are religious or if you're afraid because you think something's gonna happen um the there's an overriding message in your book about positivity and just how positive things attract other positive things and sort of one of your big big statements in the book i think because a lot of times people can get twisted and overthink things but the idea of leaving it to the universe and you said that when you again that big word comes up trust when you trust when you leave it to the universe many times you're rewarded with something that you couldn't even fathom it's almost a thousand times better than what you could have even manifested Absolutely. but that trust in the universe you know it, and it, that universe is that it, it's different for everybody it can yeah. be spiritual it can be religious whatever it is but it's that overall positive uh vibe that you have in the bookmark i think is really important and congratulations on on, on on mentioning that it's what you put out you get back so there's a lot of people I feel in this life, in, in our, our living life, that have a, um, a weird way of looking at themselves. They think themselves as everything bad happens to them. But it's not bad things that happen. It's They're also attracting negative things to them. Because as an example, if you look on a very basic level, if you want positive to come in, you have to be positive. If you put bad stuff out, bad stuff's coming back. Because I do believe in that the word karma, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that we're all we're all capable to make the best of our life. Whether you want to be a binman, 
whether you want to be a, a you know a, a, a painter whether you want to be a brain surgeon whatever you want to do it's that positivity that you have to put in there because if you say you're not going to get it well no what you're not going to get it if you say i can get that i can do that i i can be the best it's an amazing thing and that's why in the book i talk about some experiences that i've had with manifesting you know and manifesting isn't being greedy that's something that sometimes people struggle with asking for themselves you know you're not asking like with me i when i first came to canada i i really didn't know what i was doing and then i did it and <laughs> i i manifested my first home and i manifested my first home by i i i was gifted money i was then um um money was put into my bank but i don't know where it came from and really? i did with the bank yeah when i and, you know and it's, it's a bit of a story but the the simple version of it was i manifested so i asked and asked and asked for it to help me buy a house because we only had $3000 saved because we didn't we spent 6 months figuring out what we wanted to do when we moved to canada hmm. and uh, we had that we we were lucky that we had that opportunity and i manifested and i said please for it thank you so much for what you give me thank you always say thank you thank you for your my uh, my home thank you for my family thank you for my health thank you for my experiences i said but please for it can you open up some doorways because i really want to buy my first canadian home and it was really important to me and then every day i said that every day without fail i said that and then my friend gifted me money mm. and that was half of the deposit i needed and then i said thank you so much for this thank you so much for this and then money started coming in over a 5 month period so i i ended up having in a like a, i would say to you within 6 months 40 40,000 mm. gifted to me and i that was the deposit for the first house but to get my first house i had to bargain with a dead lady because <laughs> the house was empty Mm-hmm. So we could only go to a certain price. So I said to the spirit, "Please, spirit." And when I met this dead lady in this house that we looked at, she said to me, "This is what you have to do." So I said, "Okay." So I did it, and we got the house. And she all she said to me is, "In return, I want this one thing. I want you to buy two rose bushes." So this was in February. This was in the February, two rose bushes. And I said, "Why?" She said, "It doesn't matter, but just leave them in the sink." Hmm. I said okay not a problem so on our, our final walk through I left these two rose bushes which I did find by the way in February and then I got a message from the daughters and she said thank you so much you'll never understand it but wait until spring hmm. when spring came and the snow melted there were seven rose bushes in the backyard and it was from the mum to the dad and the dad to the mum they'd been together the the, the mum had passed the dad was still mm-hmm. living mm-hmm. and they'd been together like 60 years and it was this thing with rose bushes so i gave them from their mum a rose bush for each of their homes so they could continue wow. so that is how spirit work in the simplest form and it doesn't mean you're going to get everything you want either sure. to manifest it doesn't what it means is if you want say you need a new car and you say i really need a reliable vehicle don't put a a a a a wall around it by saying i want this car it wow. has to be this <laughs> people do it people do it 
just say, please spirit, I, I'm in need of a, a reliable vehicle for me and ask every day. And it doesn't mean you don't have to work to get it. It like for me, they gifted me the start of that house, but I was prepared to work and my partner was prepared to work to pay the mortgage, to pay the upkeep, because that was our input, but they helped me. And Spirit have actually helped me with three houses now. My last house in particular, Spirit helped me with. Well, I mean, I was blown away when you told me that, you know, obviously folks can detect an accent. You came <laughs> from England, but you chose to live where you live in Canada because that's what Spirit told, where Spirit told you to live. Spirit I, told us to move here. Wow. So my, my poor loving spouse, my spouse is an amazing, amazing, amazing man, but he's very tolerant. So you have to picture me uh, in 2011 in the summer and we're at home and he comes home from work and says, what have you done today? I said, well, I've got good news and bad news. <laughs> and he said, what's that? And I said, well, there's good news and we're moving. He said, pardon? I said, we're moving. I said, spirit told me. And I didn't really understand it, but the house is on the market. The cats were, uh, the, the, the flights were arranged. I booked flights and we moved within six weeks. He didn't have Incredible. a job to come to. I forgot about that part in manifesting. I forgot <laughs> about that part, but we didn't have a job to come to, but we came and I'm lucky because I had the support of a partner, but we found how we found where, where, where I live now is we looked at a map went, yeah, that would do because that's where we need to go. Mm. I did not know, I'd never been to Cambridge. Cambridge wasn't it, it, the hot spot of like society. I didn't think <laughs> in the whole of the map of Canada, oh my God, Cambridge is my forever home because it's like this and this. This is where I needed to be. But what Canada gave me by being here was such amazing gifts mm -hmm. and gifts of people. I I see a lot of people. I People often say to me, you're nicer than you like, you like people to think. You know, I, I will always do what I can for people because people deserve it. People are good. People are good. But it's about just opening up and saying, you know what? It is what it is. Let's see what you can do. And the more people that manifest, and it could be manifesting a house, it could be a new home, a car, a job, a relationship, family. It could be manifesting for friends i just want to help them i not that their work is not they don't have to do their own work because remember in this whole spirituality thing we still have to do our own work if we if we want a new job we do have to get off our butts and actually apply for the job if we want a new relationship we actually have to get out of our home we're not gonna the mr or miss Wright isn't gonna come to the door you know for us so we have to do the work, but we have to be in a place for things to be right. So we have to be good to ourselves, kind to ourselves. We have to deal with our crap. And if we're not going to deal with our, our, our woes, we're always going to be stuck. And being stuck is not where I believe spirit wants us to be, because that's why we're in the situation we are now for many reasons. I'm on the phone with Mark Hamilton. Mark Hallam Hamilton is the Olive Reader. He is booked up until 2026, but he has uh, uh, group readings. Uh, obviously, uh, things have gone virtual with COVID, 
but uh, you can reach out to Mark at olivereaders.com. Uh, he also does cruises, which again, once COVID is over, he'll be doing uh, be doing the cruises again. Um, but you know, you're talking about giving back. You uh, charity is very important to you, so you have a number of uh, charities that you support. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So what I like to do with charities, um, every um, sort of Christmas or throughout the year, I like people to give back. So I do the thing with the restaurants where we, we give the money every month. Uh, Christmas, last Christmas, we had a $4,000 worth of gift cards and I allowed Spirit to pick. I asked people what recommendations and I allow Spirit to pick where I need to send it. So we went to the food bank, we went to um, like a, a wonderful charity called um, Nutrition for Learning. There's another charity, Kids Ability, they work with young people. Like, and there's, um, so I like to be able to share, if you see what I mean. I like to be able to, and it's not just me, you know, I might be the mouthpiece to it, but it's all of these people that I work with in living that, that donate. I, um, some of the coffee shop events, I just ask people to bring gift cards and people brought gift cards because I believe, and throughout the year, you know, we've, we've worked and I say we, cause it's a we, we've worked with you know, and helped um, the hospices. We've worked with dementia. We've worked with MS. We've worked. So I, um, I believe that charity starts within. We have to, we, we have to be kind to ourselves, but we also have to, that smile. If you don't have money, but you can smile at someone, that smile is going to give a thousand things. You know, if you're in Tim Hortons, I sometimes I like going through Tim Hortons and I like just sitting there paying for people's food. Mm. And I think it's I think it's cool, but I don't want them to know it's me, so I don't. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think it's really important with charity that the spirit world, and I, I just, it, it's a bizarre place to start, but the reason I started with, with charities was because a, la a dead lady came to me and said to me, can you help this hospice? And I said, who are you? And she said, I won't tell you. So I said, okay. So me being me, I drove to the hospice. I went to the door and said, look, I talk to dead people, but this dead lady has asked me to do something for you. And the lady looked a little bit shocked. I described the lady to her. I said what room she was in. She knew who she was, but couldn't tell me because it was, you know, conf uh, confidentiality so we raised I think it was only like you know three thousand dollars or something like that for them but it was something just to help them you know and that's what I think it's about it's about just helping people and you know anything I can do to help people I will do I've done big group readings and um, I've worked with other people too you know that have, um, we've offered big group readings um, to, uh, for like a gala and you know that was with another um, medium and we, we do stuff to, we, you know, the collective, we do stuff to help people because people are in need. And I think sometimes it helps other people to feel that they've given back too. You know, it's not just, you know, it can go to many things, many, many, many things. There's a wonderful charity in Cambridge that I love called Family to Family. They, they work with young people in need and old people, it doesn't matter. There's one lady that uses their facility that they, uh, they, uh, they, they literally, the only way to describe it, 
she's a an uh, a personal support worker she goes there to collect for her clients who don't have so she goes and takes and brings a bag of food for each of them how amazing how amazing that psw first of all does that but then how amazing that there are a charity and charities available to help where there is no judgment you know because that's a big thing for people is judgment so you know that's why the charity thing charities are really cool they're a really awesome things to, to work with and you know if you said to me all oh, charities grateful no but charity it's the people that the charities are working with are the people that are always thankful that is the key to it it's not about a charity name it's about that physical dollar helping that person that is in need well and you also mark you also offer coaching and mentoring to both groups and individuals mm -hmm. i have i have a few jobs really like you know it, my, my jobs are varied so I, I i i i say to people i do my dead people so my dead people are my number one because i love my dead people I have a travel business, so I'm taking people next year to England as well. We're doing an England trip, uh, so it's, you're stuck with me for a week on a bus, really. But we do workshops, we're doing all sorts of stuff. We, we're doing one to Scotland and Ireland. I'm just doing one, uh, well, I'm trying to sort the one out to Egypt, um, New Orleans. So I want to go to India again, so Peru, so that I, I have a travel business. I'm actually a reverend, so I do marry people which is a lot of fun, um, but I have some quirks about who I marry and how I marry them. Um, and then I teach. So I teach in, um, in group classes, but I also teach in one-to-one -one classes to people that want to be more spiritual. And they, they don't all want to be mediums, so I'm just currently doing another mentoring group now. I have another one in September, and then I've got some one-to-ones that I'm doing for next year. It's, it's basically once a month for 12 months we, we, we're going to be meeting next year. And then there's people that just want like the two-hour classes, just the intro to, so I do stuff like that too. And can then, you give us, if hmm. I can interrupt you for a second, yeah. give us an example of maybe one of the exercises that you would do in your, in your two-hour class, because you mentioned a number of exercises in the book that I thought were really helpful. So we in. do, like in the, in the small classes, mentoring is different, but in the small classes, we will do stuff like, um, like, um, so we, we practice that, you know, meditation and stuff like that, how that works. We, we practice about this trust when there's a thing called psychometry that is always a real cool, interesting, um, and it doesn't take long, where you I give them a picture of one of my relatives and we have to they have to tell me what they think about the picture, what they feel about the picture, what images. So we talk about that, you know, very simple exercise because everything has a, a physical um, energy to it. So, you know, um, I've done stuff with some groups I I, who, who are a little bit more advanced. I actually bring other people in and they have to practice uh, telling them stuff. So, and it, it goes to this trust and that's the mentoring part too. It's like this whole process where I allow people to experience people and they, they have to say it, whatever's in their head. And the people that I'm asking to help me with it, they're all very open to it. 
I get people to try the, the traffic light game. I get people to start journaling, start seeing the signs. What signs do they see? How do they see them? And how they can start communicating in the simplest form with the spirit world. Without it being, they're going to get everyone's dead person in, but it might just be a how to connect to their angels and guides. Because for me, the angels and guides that they work with are a key to what they're doing because the angels and guides will help them. They will guide them and they will also protect them. One of the practical exercises that you have in the book is you say you have to practice, practice, practice. It's a muscle. And you were saying if, for example, you have tarot cards, yes, um, put one down for, so if you're, you're reading somebody, you know nothing about them, yep. put one down for the past, put one down for the present, present. Put one down for the future. What, yep. I, what I love that you said in the book, what the F, the life of a medium, yeah. you said, do not read about everything in the book about the book. what the what those cards mean just no. look at the pictures and go with your your gut and then read afterwards and i thought that was again very neat it's so, just practicing your skill without getting too caught up in your head so with the book i also have a tarot deck that i've just completed um so the tarot deck is i've, I've done the, the tarot deck has no name and the, the, if you look at traditional tarot as an example, it can be very structured, reverse cards, you know, up, up, you know, I can't do that. So how I've done it, and I, I, I people will understand I'm very blunt. So my tower card in my deck, it's a picture of Big Ben with an owl cut through it. And it says, you are effed. Because really that's what the tarot card, that's what the tower card means at that moment so i've simplified it with my words but it's all animal based and time based so with tarot decks and um, people panic about tarot they pick mm -hmm. up a tarot deck and they say oh my god i can't remember 78 cards right. well you don't have to because you can pick up a card and look at it and go to me that means peace but to someone else it might mean travel to someone else it might mean because then you don't have to remember 78 card meanings. You're remembering what they mean to you. And cards play, uh, like especially tarot, tarot and oracle are very different, you see. So tarot decks for me are more, I call them the nitty gritty cards. Hmm. Oracle decks can sometimes be a bit more flowery with positive messages, you know, positive statements. But tarot decks are awesome way to just start, just practice. Pick up a card, what does it mean? Play, uh, work with a friend, work with a neighbor, work with a sibling, work with a kid. Because kids are more openly spiritual. And it's amazing. So like, if you look at kids again, it's like crystals. People talk about crystals. What crystal do I need? What crystal do I need? I always say, just ask your child to pick the crystals for you. Because a child will always pick the right crystals for you. <laughs> and they great. have no idea what the crystals mean but they will go and are drawn to the right crystals for you. Crystals are great. And pendulums, another way to work. Practice with pendulums. You're holding it up, they're yes and no questions, but it's just to get a way for you to trust because no one can teach, well, people can teach tarot, but to the simplest form and the simplest way, don't overcomplicate yourself with 78 meanings, which are very varied. What's it mean to you? 
And the easier you find it, the more fun you can be. Because remember, spirituality is fun. And going back to that overall message, and it doesn't have to be scary, folks. It's no. not scary. The overall message in Mark's book, What the F, The Life of a Medium, is, um, you know, keeping it open keeping it open to the universe trust it's all about trust and it's all about working this muscle doing the exercises the exercises are laid out very clearly in the book and um and yeah i can't uh i can't wait for you to have this uh i can't wait for you to have this out on the market um mark hamilton he is the olive reader you can go to olivereaders.com if you'd like to read reach mark if you have any questions uh mark talked about grounding he talked about smudging uh there are so many amazing takeaways from the book what the f the life of a medium and um mark again thank you so much for joining me on my show is thank there anything you. else you'd like to talk about before i let you go i think just be the best version of yourself just just become the best version don't weigh yourself down with stuff that isn't important because we all have a, a, a chance to shine. Each and every one of you can shine. Shine your light so other people can see your light because life is too short. I wouldn't be doing what I did if I didn't have dead people. Dead people rock. And if you, if you are worried about someone in heaven and you are worried that they're not okay, just please trust me, they are okay, but you can talk to them by just having a conversation. As you do with me, have that conversation in your head and everything that you're saying, they can hear. Everything, because you're not alone. And that's one thing I wanna say to everyone is you're never alone in a good way. So don't, if, if you are feeling lonely, just please remember you've got people watching out for you. Mark, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me on Psychic Friday. It was uh, it was so much fun, so knowledgeable. The book is called What the F, The Life of a Medium. The website is olivereaders.com. On behalf of Psychic Friday, folks, my name is Judy Kroon. If you need any more information, you go to judycroon.com. Laugh long and prosper. <laughs>